Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Whisperer, welcome back. How are we? Not doing the best this week, mate. Unfortunately, I think we're in a lot of us are in the same boat after a pretty ordinary week, but uh, we live and learn, we move on. What are what score did we come up with? Uh, do I have to say it? Yes, you do. We have an honesty policy here 1068, mate. I yeah. rolled the dice and played Bally Simmonson over Dane Laurie. Uh, I needed him for a head to head matchup, so that cost me a bit there. But yes, yeah, sub 1100 is never, never great. Far from ideal. What was um? Who, who was your VC? Who was your captain for the week? What would you go with? Uh, VC was Jerome Luai, which was a tough watch until about five minutes to go until the end of the game. Yeah. And then the captaincy was on Fafita, which was also a very very tough watch. What did um? What did Jerome Luai end up scoring? I think you're eighty nine thereabouts. Um. Yeah. Good, but, but was, not great, on, eh? He was on struggle street until that try uh, to clear at the end of the game. He got exactly eighty one. I just checked. I took uh, I vice captain Nathan Cleary and then. Uh, one of my very obscure pods that I had on the first game Friday night was Heimel Hunt. He got injured for two points. So I thought, fuck, I've just got to take Cleary and just hope that I can keep my head above water. Ended up yeah, with 1,170. Yeah, like so not a nightmare, um, but I mean, I think I dropped 65 points. All things considered, I'm stoked with that. Yeah, like that, that, that's that's the, the great thing. I went low, I just because obviously that edge all week looked fantastic. Then the, the late change of Corey Oates and, and some shifting around, obviously seen the Penrith side move to the right a bit more. So look, if I had my time over again, would have went Cleary, but I mean, Jerome Luai, he was a new recruit for me this week for 81. I'll still take it, but nowhere near enough to loop. Mate, what's your rank right now? Uh, the rank right now is a solid 2,861. So we're down 1,600 spots, which isn't great, but uh, I've looked at a couple of the boys that are around that 1K and I'm still 150 points off them. So it's still pretty condensed. Looks like a lot of the guys this week that were in and around where we're ranked had similar scores. So uh, not disastrous yet. We're still pretty condensed. Well, mate, I guess that, that was the one big advantage for everyone. I mean, I was sitting there on Friday night thinking, thinking good God, I'm going to be struggling all over the place here. I was... And I, obviously, easy in hindsight, but I was surprised how many people didn't VC Cleary. That obviously saved me big time. And David Fafita was the big option for a lot of people. Uh, I kind of felt like they were chasing last week's points a little bit there. 
Um, yes and no. I mean, Fafita was up against Josh Schuster, so it was always going to be a favorable matchup for him. But did anyone see Manly doing a complete shutout on the Titans? I don't think so. Um, I tipped Manly to win that game, but didn't expect them to win in as dramatic fashion as they did. So Fafita still pumped out 78. You'll still take it. Um, but yeah, look, Cleary with the 125 was obviously the main point of, of like uh, the main choice of player that, that scored huge this week. Mate, a number of guys we've got to talk about this week heading into round seven. The first one is Tessie New. Obviously, he's not playing. Uh, have you sold him yet? What's going on? I held him last week just because I had other pressing issues. I think this week, with the way I've planned my trades out, he will drop out of the side this week. I think there's just too much money on the bench with too many injuries I need to to mend for him just to, to sit there until something else comes up. So I think if my trades hold true, uh, he drops out of the side. Mate, Takiyaho, he's a guy who had a, uh, a rib injury on the weekend, played minimal minutes. We've both got him. We both absolutely love him. That one really stung us. Uh, we're hearing one to three weeks, potentially closer to one or two weeks. What are you thinking with uh, Takiyaho over the next few weeks? At the moment, he's out, but I will wait until confirmation comes as to how long he's out for. If he's out for a week, I probably just hold. If he's out for two weeks, I probably just hold again. Uh, if it's if it's close to that three, I think he has to drop out, unfortunately. Uh, another one of these guys that's just got too much cash sitting there for me to hold for more than sort of two weeks, unfortunately. What about uh, one of his teammates, Victor Radley? Uh, we've seen that he's going to have a suspension for a couple of weeks. Uh, and Melbourne Storm doing Melbourne Storm things. Cam Munster comes off, comes straight back on. They've already played the system like a fiddle, haven't they? Cam Munster with the Academy Award. Um, great stuff from there. Obviously, Craig Bellamy continues to make life hell for Peter Volandis in the NRL with just putting pinholes through these rules. And I don't blame them if, if the rules are there to be exploited and go for it. But look, I think Radley's going to be hard done if he's going to get decent time. It was just more of a careless act rather than a, a neglectful one, I think, from all reports. Other Roosters are going to fight the charge because they're pretty desperate for players right now. So um, if you're uh, number nine coming through the the roots of the system, I would be sweating life pretty hard, wouldn't you? Oh, mate, for sure. And it's something that we spoke about off mic before. I mean, if you're the NRL, surely you are hiring Craig Bellamy once his contract is over with Melbourne. They're talking about him going to another club. I mean, they need him in that room, don't they? He's just, he's the smartest guy in the system. They need him. Yeah, if there's any, uh, if there's any sort of uh, grey area in the rules, Craig Bellamy's going to be there to sniff them out. So if the NRL want to build uh, the best game they can, then there's definitely uh, no worse options to get than Craig Bellamy being one of the smartest men in the game. Mate, not a great afternoon for Jack Hetherington. Not a great after- afternoon to be Jack Hetherington. Not a great afternoon to be Valentine Holmes' chin either uh, with that forearm just collecting him. Looks to be out for about six weeks. If you've held him this long, uh, I question why, but he's obviously a clear sell now, which I think brings us into the next man we want to talk about, Luke Thompson. Um, I think he's going to benefit huge from this uh, Josh Jackson out as well. So I think big minutes are coming for LT. Uh, scored a try in his first game, which pumped up the scores, but put out 65 points last weekend, pretty much all in base. So really excited by Luke Thompson, the prospects that he's got moving forward. Mate, huge fan of him as well. And, you know, as you said, his performance on the weekend, it, it must just fill you with confidence. Yeah, he's probably the number one trade target for me this week. Um, dual position front row forward, second row, which is going to be crucial. Doesn't play the first bye week, but with quality lacking for that second bye week with teams that play that aren't too favorable. I'm happy to to hold him until that comes around. Mate, uh, in the preseason, all we spoke about at the West Tigers was who was going to play hooker, who was going to play 50, who was going to play 30 minutes. They haven't stepped on the field at the same time in the same 17 so far. you got Jacob Little, Jake Simkin, who made his debut on the weekend. And uh, Jake Simkin, especially super coach wise very impressive. 
Yeah, I think uh, in terms of actual performance, people may be pumping the tires a bit too much. There was a few defensive errors that led to some tries, but if that's the worst you're going to get from a kid on debut, you'll take that every day of the week. Oh, especially in a game like that, mate. Um, as, like that that missed tackle at the end. Coach. That was he. The, that was after an 80 minute game. That that was. I reckon it's tough that people are stacking it on him. Yeah, definitely, definitely tough. But it wasn't a flawless performance by any means. But from the eye test, he looked phenomenal. There was obviously huge wraps on him, um, and we can we can clearly see why. Uh, for the Tigers to be in that game at all with 12 men was phenomenal. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up quickly is, it's, is it a domino effect? When the first two-point field guard came, um, it seems like a lot of teams are following suit. Now Adam Reynolds has two. Cleary's got one. So, um, yeah, it just looks to be a domino effect for this new new two-point rule. Mate, it was like the uh, forward pass in, uh, in American football. Once someone does it, it's a domino effect, isn't it? Mate, that was a, a pretty clean strike from Adam Reynolds, all things considering. 43 out, but then with one right in front. But, um, yeah, I'm still not sold on the rule. I'm not too sure if uh, I'm a fan of it. Obviously, being a Tigers fan, I'm going to say no. But, yeah, it's interesting that this, that's the way the game's moving forward. But as for Simkin, if you're not going to pick him up this week because you've got too many injuries, that's fine. Um, you can definitely pick him up next week without any concern. What about Jacob Little, mate? Is it time for him to go? Well, that's the thing. If you're going to trade little out, you're either going to try and find the cash to go to your best mate, Harry Grant, or you're going to downgrade to, to Simkin. So I guess it's a case of how much pressing issues you have. If you don't have any plans to play Simkin in your 17, there's no point picking him up this week. You can just get him next week for me. Uh, mate, up at the North Queensland Cowboys, he scored a few tries, Ben Condon. Uh, is, is his price going to go up next week, is it? Uh, no, his price is up this week. So that was his third game. Um, I was being very critical of Ben Condon. You're a huge fan of him. First game, played 80 minutes, scored 35, looked dreadful. The next game, scored 61 in about 45 minutes with a try and then obviously scored a try again last weekend. So that inflates the stats, but um, as for cash cows, you don't care how they're inflated as long as those points get there. We did tell you three weeks ago, he's that sort of a body. That's where he lands himself. Tell me about Tino, mate. Uh, been a little bit disappointing lately. Been disappointing. Looks like he's going to spend some time on the sideline as well. Uh, Murphy's Law suggests the minute that I pumped his tyres up after he scored that 90-odd all-in base, that's when it all went downhill. It's not that he's not getting involved. It's just that he's not doing enough with the ball. I mean, there's the offloads don't look there. The tackle bus don't look there. It just looks like he's playing as a stock centre front rower, which, I mean, it's, it frees Tyron Peachy up, but what detriment does it have to, I guess, one of their marquee signings in Tino? Mate, it's a really weird one, Matino. I mean, if you were to watch him without the Supercoach updates next to you, I... I would have guessed wrong by 20 or 30 points a few weeks in a row. Same as uh, Tabita Pangai from the Broncos. He was in everything and he scored a try, but we look, we look at his supercoach stats and he got 61. And look, yeah, that, that's great. But with a try that's worth 17 points and considering he was in everything, um, it's just, yeah, it doesn't correlate, does it? Mate, from one big boy to another, uh, you mentioned Matt Lodge to me. Tell me about him. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty good option in my eyes. I mean, 336K. We're paying 30K more than he started with. Obviously, had that hamstring issue in the first game, but looks to have come back from that. 62 in base, 55 last week. So, uh, definitely worse options for 330K than uh, Big Matt Lodge in the in the Broncos side. And if Kevin Walters is going to give that Braveheart speech every week, I think the boys will get around it and, and Lodge could be a big winner out of that. Mate, it looked like one hell of a moment, didn't it? I'm not too sure if I wanted to be there if I didn't want to be there. Like, I think it's one of those fly on the wall moments. You just want to hear what was said, don't you? You want to be involved, but you don't want to be there. I love it. Hundred uh, percent, mate. I wouldn't want to be on the end of a of a Kevin Walters spray. So, um, uh, the the jury's still out on whether it's uh, it's going to maintain or not. But I think the Broncos were pretty impressive on the weekend, weren't they? Oh, mate, very impressive. And geez, that must have been deflating to lose that game. The amount of yeah, effort they put into it. I guess tough. there's plenty of positives to take out of it, though, as well. As a Broncos fan, you're not 
expecting to make the eight, but you just want improvement. And I think they can be pretty happy with the improvement they showed against the best side in the comp so far. Yeah, for sure. I just fuck. I, I, imagine, imagine that 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 those training sessions that change room right now if they would have knocked over the Panthers. Which personally, I think they played well enough to do. To be honest with you. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like people, people are saying, "Oh, the Panthers didn't play great," but I didn't think that the Panthers played too bad. I think the Broncos just played exceptional. Um, but yeah, look, they, they were up for the fight. We saw this in the preseason trials. You and I discussed this. Um, that they show a lot of aggression. It was just channeling that aggression for 80 minutes rather than in short bursts. And if Tavita Penga is going to be able to have a presence for a longer period of the game, um, then I think that's definitely going to benefit them. For me, mate, the halves still disappointed me quite a bit. Um, if I was that forward pack, I would have been pretty filthy at Dearden and Croft. I, I thought like they made a lot of poor decisions. If you, if you look at the stat sheet after Croft, two tries, it all looks great. I didn't think his game was overly fantastic, to be honest with you. That's right, mate. We've got the 230K man special K coming back. He's, he's going uh, to fix everything for the Broncos. Mate, are we going to be talking about him in a few weeks or not? I hope not. I really hope not. I think that's just such a backward step for the Broncos. I, I understand that. Like, having him around the club, that's going to be fantastic. But, I mean, if you're going to rely on him to be playing some first-grade footy for you, I think then that's that's trouble street. Yeah, I'm not sure if he will be playing. I, I, I don't think he'll, he'll go as poorly as what you're saying. But I, I, I agree with you in the fact that I think he'll be... He'll be more valuable Monday to Friday than on Sunday, realistically. I think uh, I sent your message about 15 minutes after it came out and I, I blew apart my, my draft side to, to get him in, just stash him on the bench. And I said, is this going to be a good option? And, and you, you gave me the shake of the head. But look, if he gets a start, we can we can have a look at him. But I mean, that, that halves conundrum is going to be uh, a bit awkward. We still got MILF in reserve grade as well. So I think I'd say it's not a bad headache to have for Kevin Walters, but the problem is no one's really stepping up and taking that mantle piece. It's almost like they shouldn't have let a young halfback in Sean O'Sullivan go. Mate, I, I still can't believe 18 months ago they let James Maloney leave the country. That was just crazy. Gareth Widdop's another one, mate. So you could have had... If, if you're not confident in your young halves, that's fine. You can get Maloney in, you can get Widdop in, two experienced head to sort of lead you around and, and maybe mentor some juniors and, and just write off the, the halves development for a couple of years, but yeah, and to, to not grab one of those blokes in a time of need, it was uh, baffling. They had, they had the cash to, to throw at them, so it's baffling. Mate, uh, it wasn't a bad weekend to be a fullback just quietly, for most of them anyway. Uh, headlined by Tommy Turbo. He returned with a bang, didn't he? Mate, uh, the king of rookie strikes again. Um, Turbo, 100, 100 points at half time. I think he finished off with 113 or something, but the work was done in the second half. He put the, the cue in the rack. There wasn't much more to do. Looked in full flight. That back line looks to be humming. Morgan Harper... Uh, Ruben Garrick, Jason Saab scored a double. So, great signs out of Manly. Mate, I must say, this morning I looked at Tommy Turbo. I looked at his price. I look at Tedesco. I see the red arrows next to Tedesco. You've done your very best to convince me out of it. Explain it to the listeners. Look, this is the thing. I mean, I think if you were going to sell Teddy, it was going to be three weeks ago. It was when Kiri first went down. His price was 920 k um, You could have downgraded someone like Latrell, who was still under... 600k who had that phenomenal draw coming up um but i think now it's just too late you've just lost too much cash on on tedesco to make the trade worthwhile his break evens are 152 again this week so even if he tons up we're still going to lose another 40 50k on him so that'll take him down to 600k and at that stage is it really worth trading out to turbo the roosters draw opens up phenomenally as well so i think uh teddy's pretty filthy with the way that the the team's playing it was pretty clear uh, in that game that he was just not happy and took matters into his own hands, pushed um, pushed the, the hooker out and said, stuff, I'm going to do it myself, put the kick over the top, got the try assist to get him there to 40 points. But 
Uh, as I said to you before we started recording, it's been nearly a, a full year since I've put the armband on Teddy in Classic, and I think this week might be the week against the Dragons that he fires back and, and they really get humming again. Well, mate, fingers crossed I'm wrong, but I'm just going to put a hypothetical to you. Let's say Teddy scores 40 points again this week and Travojevic scores 130. Are you then looking to make that change or, or is it still too much money you're losing on Teddy? Look, the problem is if you said to me, here's a, here's a fullback that can average uh, 80 points a season, score 170 and be the focal point of a decent footy side with, uh, with a quality halfback, would you take him? You'd say 100% yes, but you look at the injury record and I mean, what happens when you trade Teddy out, Turbo comes in, and the the inevitable happens with Turbo. Um, like like what like what do we do? This is the problem. Like he looks so good in glimpses, and then it just all all goes downhill. I, I've been death riding Teddy all year. I was very very critical about selling him. People jumped all over me when I suggested we do it. And um, as much as it, it, it pains me to say, I, I just can't go near um, Travojevic. I think there's one more man that we can go near coming out of Newcastle, isn't there? Mate, KP, tell me about him. He looked amazing the other night. I think he looked pretty ordinary with that crook guts. He looks like he was thrown up all over the joint, but still managed to um, pull out a, a world-class performance, drag the Knights to that win. Uh, I think everyone in Newcastle was off their chairs when Tyson Frizzell crashed over uh, in the 78th minute and won on the game. But KP looked great. Off the tee, doesn't look great. Hopefully Mitch Barnett gets that back, but he's back to his best, isn't he? Oh, mate, for sure. I can't, like, for, for how sick he looked when he was off the ball, there was a couple of sets where he was just behind the ruck, and, mate, he just looked like he was in a world of pain out there. Does this squash the debate between Brimson and Pong of the Queensland 1 jersey? Oh, I, I, for me, I can't believe this was a debate, to be honest with you. I think people forget how good KP is. Um, I, 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 I don't know how you couldn't pick KP at fullback, to be honest with you. Mate, if Kalen Ponga didn't play a game until the first day of Origin, I'd still pick him over Brimson, honestly. Uh, he's just he's just that good. and He's so influential to that Newcastle Knights side. And when they get Mitchell Pearce back, uh, I think they're going to be a serious footy side. And it's also, mate, like, it's nothing against AJ Brimson, but I mean, geez, he, he, like, if you had to pick one of them and pick the other one at 14, like, it's, it's staring you in the eyes which way to go, isn't it? Well, I say that, but people saw my number 14 choice and laughed at me, so maybe I can't comment too heavily on Who that. Who is your 14? Jake Turpin. Yeah, all right, that's rogue. Uh, oh, I just, I just think it's a better option than Brimson because Turpin can play in the halves. He can play hooker. He can play thirteen. Uh, um, people bring up Reed Marnie as well, but I don't know. I just like the versatility that Turpin brings and the defense. Jesus, tough living, leaving AJ out of it altogether. It is, but you could, I guess, you could dump him in the centers if you needed, if you needed be. Um, people wanted to pretty small oh, body. I, I had testing you in my centers, but I, I guess you could, you could move Kurt Capel down to the centers, put Felice Cafusi in, or, or someone like that. I think, um, uh, yeah, I think it's hard to leave AJ Brimstone definitely, but the way he's been playing this year, it hasn't lit up the world, has it? No, so far it hasn't. And, you know, as you mentioned, those Queensland centres, that is an absolute Pandora's box. That could be anything. I mean, we've seen Will Chambers. He's just walked back into the NRL. Like, like I wouldn't be shocked if he's there, to be honest with you. It really is open slather there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, is he a guy we're going to be talking about in three weeks' time for Supercoach? Uh, what, what, what price is he going to come in at? 
I'm interested to say I've been refreshing the app all afternoon because uh, the minute Carmichael Hunt was announced, they had him up pretty quickly. So, look, I expect Chambers to be around that 240, 250 range. Um, obviously past his prime, but with SJ back, who knows? Oh, man, and if he happens to fall over the line a few times in his first three weeks, it could be anything. Do we want to touch on the Sharks debate again? I know we've um, we've touched on it a couple of weeks ago, but are you leaning more towards Moylan dropping out of the side? Mate, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, with Will Chambers walking in, I, like obviously I'm a huge Matt Moylan man, fan. I feel sorry for him, but good God, I feel more sorry for Connor Tracy. He, I think he's going to... The music's going to stop. He's not going to have a seat in a few weeks. I feel very sorry for him. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if he gets the 14 jersey solely because of Matt Moylan's name. It's going to be very interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, you've got, you've got Ronaldo Molotalo, you've got Sione Katoa, you've got Josh Dugan, you've got Harati, uh, all to take up the wing spots. Uh, and then you've got Jesse Raymond, who's probably going to be a walk-up starter. And then it's a case of who plays the um, the other center spot. So not a bad problem to have. Will Chambers is going to be another guy that's great around the club, but what impact is he going to have on game day? Yeah, I, I think the Will Chambers one's very interesting. I, I know a lot of Sharks fans. Like, I, I'm I'm in a few Sharks pages on, on Facebook and whatnot, and, geez, I couldn't believe how negative they were on him. Like, I understand he's probably past his prime, but, geez, it's a lot of experience out of a very good system to bring into your team. And, geez, if you're going to bring someone that's a real niggler and a real pain in the ass to play, fuck, it's the Cronulla Sharks you want them at, isn't it? Mate, as a Tigers fan, I got this as well when James Tamo signed. Everyone bagged him, but... Another one of these guys is going to provide a phenomenal experience Monday through Friday. So I'm never against these these marquee experience signings. It's just, I guess you don't want to rely on them too heavily come game day, do you? Mate, speaking of uh, Will Chambers and his previous club, the Melbourne Storm, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen now. The worry this week, of course, is that he plays in the last game of the week, Anzac Day, which will be Monday. Are we a little bit worried about him? There's a few whispers around. I believe it's his shoulder. Yeah, definitely. So it was his shoulder, uh, that HIA concern, which he passed, but it was that shoulder that was worrying. Um, it's it's tough. I think Bellamy's going to play his cards close to his chest. I wouldn't be looking at... I know that they've got a good matchup against the Warriors this week, but I wouldn't be looking at the captaincy on Pappenhausen because, look, worse comes to worse, and it's changed half an hour before kickoff. We're stuck, aren't we, with with a, a VC that you have to play. Um, do you, we want to touch on the best hooker in the game? Tell me, who is it? Harry Grant. Harry Grant. mate. Yeah, mate, I, I, fuck, I, to be honest with you, it was the first thing I did this morning. I tried to work out how on earth I was going to get him in. I just kept on missing by about three to $6,000. Are you getting him in this week? I really do want him. I feel like I, I'm kind of torn, to be honest with you. I don't know whether his minutes are going to skyrocket over the next few weeks or if the Melbourne Storm are genuinely just so happy with how this is going. Just from a gameplay point of view, I mean, if you can keep Brandon Smith out there for the first 20, 25 and then bring a fresh... Harry Grant on for the final 60, it's it's actually working kind of perfectly for them at the moment. Connor Watson, uh, conundrum at 13, isn't it? Like uh, Connor Watson looked okay on the weekend, but when he started, didn't have that same sort of uh, hit and impact that he normally has coming off the bench. And Harry Grant just tore these tied forwards apart. When he got named on the bench a second time, I thought, you beauty, like his price is just going to sky drop. We're going to pick him up so cheap when he inevitably starts. But he keeps putting out performances two weeks in a row, but... I think it's just his ball playing, isn't it? He just provides so much better ball than Brandon Smith. Um, it's just, it's incredible to watch and, and how quickly he's molded into just a perfect footy player. Obviously he's been a year at the Tigers and look, I guess I go for the Tigers, but we're nothing crash hot and he single-handedly dragged us to nearly finals footy. And then he comes back to the Melbourne Storm and absolutely tears it up after being out injured for four or five weeks. So uh, it's, it's, I guess if you're not a fan of the Melbourne Storm, it's unfair, isn't it? They have Cameron Smith for 20 years and then um, Harry Grant walks through the building and it's going to look to dominate for another 20 years. So 
as for Supercoach, it's hard. Um, it's never nice spending 600 count a bloke that comes off the bench, but if he keeps doing what he's doing, then definitely look at getting him after Origin. Mate, I've never been more disappointed to see Harry Grant score a try, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's it, mate. Like I was hoping that the price would sky would sky drop just coming off the bench, playing 40 minutes or so, and then easing himself back into it. But there is no easing back into it. Um, one more man from the storm that we can touch on, Mr. Consistent, wearing the number six jersey, Cam Munster, is just doing nothing every week and still putting out 65, 70. So I guess we're as, as Cam Munster owners, you're just waiting for that game where he explodes, aren't you? Oh, mate, I'm a Cam Munster owner. I love the guy, but uh, he's one of... He's one of those guys, I think he's shown us that I, I feel like Cam Munster is just waiting around for September. I feel like he's just treading water until finals footy when it matters and then he's going to explode. I'm sort of, I'm getting a little bit worried about him, but Cody Walker isn't filling me with confidence. Your man, Jerome Law, I'm a big fan, but I was, you know, it was a tough watch for him on the weekend. You've got a bit of a pod move that you're considering, um, a guy that I dislike a lot, but I have to admit, he was sensational on the weekend. It was a cracking game. He outkicked Adam Reynolds, which is no easy feat. Tell us about Adam Dwayne. It's not just last week, though. It's, it's it's every week going by. Like He's just getting more and more responsibility inside the, the final 20, and people want to laugh, but the Tigers aren't shy of putting up points. It's just the defense that that kills them. And Adam Dewey's just going to put up points left, front, and center. Being a goal kicker, there's big ticks there. Not many people are going to own him, so I'm not against the idea of potentially picking him up for the run home and after origin. As for um, Cam Munster, it's just you can't really sell him, can you, with the scores he's putting out and, and the input that he's having. Do you think he's falling into the Mitch Moses category of becoming a better footballer, but it obviously not reflecting Supercoach? Mate, I, I, I don't know if... <laughs> Cam, Cam Munster is like not many footballers we've ever seen before. I was I had a guy on my podcast last week, um, Tony Dirk, and he was talking about the way that, that w- Wally Lewis used to play, and far out it sounds so much like cam munster he was like oh you know he just used to coach he he used to coast through club footy then the big moments had come and he would step up in those moments and honestly all i was thinking about whilst he was saying it was cam munster and i'm not saying munster is the next wally lewis but he's just got that sort of demeanor about him like to be honest with you if if you were to tell me munster was to score two tries this weekend and get man of the match he's another guy that i wouldn't be shocked if he still scores 80 points yeah it's just he just doesn't I guess it's the, the way they play through Pappenhausen, isn't it? The, the, the Pappenhausen is the last bit of attack in that Melbourne side. But look, I think as much as we want to talk about AJ Brimson, Kalen Ponga, if Queensland had a better number six, I don't think the debate, the, the, I don't think there would be a debate as to who plays fullback for Queensland if there was a better number six option. Oh, he is by far and away the best fullback. No doubt about it. 100%. But yeah, like as for, as for him, he's could score two tries, but yeah, just might not score well. But He's just still putting out 60s to 70 points week in, week out. Nothing fantastic, but it's not enough to sell him, unfortunately. He just might not be that captain option. He's just going to be a safe 60, 70-point scorer, but unfortunately, he just, he'll just never be a captain option for you, which I guess isn't a bad problem to have. If you can bank on 70 points for Munster every week, it's uh, it's perfect. Mate, it's not a bad problem to have, but I must say, like, I can't believe I'm disappointed with a 70-point average. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess if you if you play, if, for example, if you and I play, played head-to-head next week, um, and it was, and we were down to the, to the last two players being Luai and, and Munster. I guess the, the 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 likelihood of me winning is higher than you, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, mate. And I think it's just the reality of Munster. But I also, you know, if I'm, I don't know, he's such a weird footballer for me. If I didn't have him and I was versing someone that did have him, he, I would be genuinely worried about him. Though he's just he's just an enigma of rugby league, isn't he? I death ride the bloke every week because so, I know that what, what he can perform. Like I know that he can just pull out. 150 in 35 minutes and not break a sweat. 
He's a scary prospect, mate. Scary, scary prospect. Can I ask you before we go, not not Supercoach related, just interested in your opinion. Uh, the Canberra Raiders at the moment, as far as their spines working, uh, the hooker rotation, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced on it all. They, they look a little bit lost to me at the moment. Well, what are you seeing with the Canberra Raiders? He played phenomenal last year, but it's just not having the same effect this year. Tom Starling, is he? Um, Josh Hodgson, I think, is looking incredible. But you've lost um, C and K, which doesn't help the issue there. I wouldn't mind seeing someone like a Bailey Simpson move back to fullback or or even someone like um, a Sebastian Chris if you want a big running ball player at fullback. But it's just, I don't know, there's just something not right. I think Ricky Stewart gets a little bit too cute with his forward rotation as well. He wants to rest some guys and bench Papali and, and, and guys like that. So I don't know, like obviously the Raiders have their best 13, but it's it never seems to be on the park at the same time, does it? Yeah, no, it's all a bit weird down there at the moment. And, I, you know, I, I talked about it on my pod yesterday. I'm starting to wonder if potentially it's all sort of caught up on them. 2019 was such a big year, went all the way to the grand final. Last year, they finished the season. They just ran out of gas. The game's got faster than ever. Have, have, you know, has it all caught up to the Canberra Raiders potentially? Yeah, look, do you, did you think their premiership window was still open coming into the season, honestly? Oh, for sure, 100%. Yeah, and I think anyone that says it's not is kidding themselves. This is... Coming into this season, they were such a... Especially once you throw all their depth in, I mean, injuries were always going to play a role. And for the Canberra Raiders, it hasn't been massive compared to other teams. But, mate, I definitely think if you get to the back end of the season, they're a side you don't want to play in finals footy. Oh, they're a side that can beat you 6-4, 100%. Ricky Stewart can definitely grind out a result. But I guess the concerning thing was the way they lost against Parramatta with no Dylan Brown. That was the the really concerning thing. And it wasn't a close game. It was a, a blowout, so... Definitely worrying signs out of Canberra for me. I still think, though, of course, you know, it's it's April. There's a long way to go. Ricky Stewart knows it. I'm sure this team will get back off, uh, up off the canvas soon. But the worrying thing for me is that they're so exhausted and Origin hasn't even come yet. It is – there's no doubt it's a worry. And the guy that I'm probably most worried about, and, you know, I love the bloke. I feel bad for saying it about him. But Jared Croker, he looks so far off the mark to me at the moment. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's obviously one of the fan favorites of the game. But – Time maybe catching up with him. I think it's people, hard to watch. It is. Yeah, pu- pu- pundits talk about him still being so young to break this all-time point scoring record. But if we're going to be, if we're going to take sentiment out of it, does Jerry Croker have a first-grade spot in three years' time? Like that's the question that I think Ricky Stewart needs to sit down and ask. You've got plenty of young guys coming through. Matt Tomoko, Harley Smith, Shields. Um, there's there's plenty of young guys coming through at at the Raiders. But look, I know that that they're an experienced side, but maybe that's the problem. Maybe there's just not enough. Um, impact and youth and, and enthusiasm around the club for, for knocking down doors. But I think Ricky Stewart, all he cares about is making sure he's in that top eight come September and then who knows what's going to happen. But that top four spot's probably looking less and less likely. You've got the Bunnies, yeah. you've got Melbourne, you've got Penrith. That that fourth spot's up for debate. If the Roosters can get troops back, who knows? I mean, the Sharks are playing good footy as well. If they can sneak in, the Knights, when they get Mitch Pierce back, a, a genuine chance for the top four. So um, I don't think Ricky Short's too concerned on where he finishes as long as he's there. Do you dare? Do you dare throw the Manly Seagulls name into that conundrum or have they just started too late? No, 100%, mate. I think you and I touched on this all preseason. Manly Seagulls are genuine premiership contenders with Tommy, with Tommy Turbo there. As much as people will laugh at that, they are. Like, they're a genuine um, pushing the top four. And without him, they're, they're genuine wooden spoon chances. So I guess it's concerning as to how much a team uh, re- relies on one player. But, yeah, if there's one player that's going to do it, it's definitely Tommy Turbo, isn't it? Mate, just before we go on, uh, on Jared Kroger there, I, I had a DM yesterday afternoon, and um, it read, look at my last message from December. 
and I scrolled up and the bloke sent me a message in December. I don't even remember this, but he said to me, Jared Croker has serious potential to be the next Darius Boyd. I, I sort of went, oh yeah, okay, you know, whatever, mate. And fuck, mate, the longer it goes, the more I'm worried that it could potentially turn out that way. Are we saying Darius Boyd is in like the reputations realm within the last 24 months? Is that, is that the... Yeah, the I, I, I think that you're, you're looking at the money they're on and what they're producing. I mean, <sighs> defensively, Jared Croker, he isn't on the same level as where Darius Boyd was, but far out. I mean, I, I don't think he's that far off at the moment. I guess the thing with Darius Boyd is he could still provide some attacking spark. I just don't, I just don't see Jared Croker really doing that. If you need, like, if you look at game breaking centers, you look at Stephen Crichton, you look at Zach Lomax, you look at Katoni Staggs. I understand they're all 10 years, his junior, but they can just break a game open and score 12 points in, in five minutes. I mean, Jared Croker, like great servant to the club, great goal kicker, but that's sort of where it stops for me, unfortunately. But it's also, mate, like as much as those guys are 10 years older, Josh Morris is five, 10 years younger. Josh Morris is five years older, and I feel like he can score 12 points in the 10 minutes, you know? So, I don't know. I feel like, as I've said a number of times, the centre position has become more important over the last 18 months, and I feel like it's kind of being wasted in Canberra at the moment. As much as he brings a heap of experience, he's a fan favourite. I think I think it's getting harder and harder to watch him run around out there. Like I said to you five minutes ago, man, I think that's the, the case for the entire Raiders side. I think there's a lot of old bodies there that are sort of being held together by a bit of uh, bit of tape and, and who knows when that string breaks. But if, if there's any coach in the NRL that can get them up week in, week out, it's definitely Ricky Stewart. Mate, it's been fantastic to have you on again. We've got Teamless Tuesday dropping this afternoon, so we'll both be on our podcast dropping everything there. Is there anything that you're hopeful for out of Teamless Tuesday? Um, that I get 10 trades this week. That maybe, maybe thanks to give me some mercy. But apart from that, mate, uh, I'm in Struggle Street. I've got at least four guys that have to go with two trades, so never a good sign. Mate, I think on the bright side, as we said at the start of the podcast, I think everyone's in just about the same boat. It's uh, It's been a crazy two weeks. It has, mate. It has. It's um, Obviously, I had uh, Brian Seney, the NRL physio, on my podcast. We were chatting about injury rates and everything, and, and he said he's never seen anything like it before. So as much as we want to keep the game entertaining, uh, player safety and player welfare maybe has to, to come into it a little bit. And it is one podcast I advise all my listeners to go and have a listen to. Uh, the Whisperer had Brian on last week. We've heard him a few times here. Just a champion fellow with such a deep insight. It's amazing how much he knows, isn't it? It is. It's not, it's not even a super coach chat. It's gen- generally, if you have a favorite player that's gone down with a, with a PCL or an ACL, an MCL or a meniscus or a thumb injury, like how are they going to bounce back? So not even super coach related chat or, or NRL fantasy, whatever. But um, yeah, definitely one of my favorite podcasts I've done. Whisperer, mate, thank you for your time. We'll uh, talk to you later in the week to give a preview of round seven. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.